Wake Up Tri-Counties live from our Save-A-Lot studio. Good morning. I'm Sean Kernan and joining us live, our friends from OSF. We have Samantha Rux and Sarah Umfleet. Good morning. Good morning, Good morning. Sean. So, Samantha, do you have announcements? You know, not too much happening. I mean, obviously, February is Heart Month, and there's some other things. We we start the Lenten Easter season, um, but, you know, not anything direct. Um, I will say that we, um, at St. Luke, um, our annual giving campaign is happening. Um, I think it, the letters have gone out, and, and we're kind of starting that process. And next week, Kathy will be on to talk a little bit about that. But, you know, just keep an eye on your on your mailbox, or if you'd like to contribute, we'll have some Facebook posts available as well. All right. Now, Sarah, we're t- what are we talking about today in terms, yes. of, uh, in terms of food? So because it's Heart Health Month, we talk about nutrition and food and how that can impact what's going on with you and your diet. So cardiovascular disease, main things I see in my office as a dietitian are congestive heart failure, dyslipidemia, hypertension, coronary artery disease, stroke, and then I do see people who come over and talk to me after maybe having a heart attack. So we know that diet, lifestyle, age, and genetics, and sometimes medication can really affect your cholesterol and your lipid level. You know, you may not have control over your genes or your age, but you do have control over your diet and your lifestyle. The types of food and the amount of fat and sugar specifically have a large impact on your cholesterol. Um, We don't typically talk about cholesterol in the diet because that has less of an impact than like the saturated fat and your trans fat. There are eight components of cardiovascular health that I typically talk about if you come to a dietitian appointment. We talk about four health behaviors and four health factors. So the four health behaviors we talk about is having a healthy dietary pattern. So a lot of times I tell people the 80-20 rule. About 80% of your diet needs to be really good, high and rich in fruits, vegetables, whole grains, fish, chicken. Whereas the 20% rule, then that's some time where you can add in a little bit of cookies, candies, ice cream, some of those foods that we don't typically recommend. Another health behavior, we talk about being more active, avoiding tobacco use, and then achieving healthy sleep. A couple of health factors I talk about is maintaining a healthy weight, controlling your blood lipids, and managing blood glucose or blood sugar, along with managing your blood pressure. Not in there is stress, but I do like to emphasize stress is also an important part that I do talk about. When we talk about, you know, what diet is best, there's not really one diet that is best or works for everybody. When you talk about cardiovascular health, I really talk about the Mediterranean diet. And then also the DASH diet is a really good one. We talk about dietary approaches to stop hypertension is what the DASH diet stands for. Also talk about vegetarian and vegan. Um, And if you're not a person who's interested in going vegetarian or vegan, I do talk about maybe more plant-based or I call it plant-forward when you're cooking and making things. I really talk about limiting your saturated fat intake. So when we talk about saturated fat, we want you to choose more lean meat and poultry. Saturated fat really comes from our animal fats and our tropical oils. So choosing things that are more um, lean, choosing more um, 90% ground beef, skinless turkey or chicken. We also talk about trimming the fat off your meat. And then really, if you're out to eat, looking for some key words out there. So things like bake, roast, broil, grill, stew, steam, or microwave. Those are some good ones. We also talk about limiting your trans fat or the artificial trans fat as much as possible. 
because this also may help reduce your um, inflammation. If you see any words on labels that say things like partially hydrogenated or vegetable shortening, those are your keywords there. Anything that's deep fried foods, we really try and avoid if we can. That, that We know that trans fat is really linked to that cardiovascular health issues. Also things I talk about is including more monosaturated fats. So anything that says unsaturated, more mono and poly, those are really good for you. So things like more olive, canola, peanut oil, those oils that are liquid at room temperature is what I typically recommend. Margarines without trans fat. We also talk about squeeze margarine and spray. And then if you're doing salad dressing, more of a vinegar and oil-based dressing and avoiding some of those creamier dressings. Another important thing is those omega-3 fatty acids. So doing like a meatless Monday, today's, you know, Monday. So doing a meatless Monday, you know, Ash Wednesday's coming up and that will be a meatless day. And then on Lent, most people will have meatless Friday. Mm-hmm. Choosing more fish, more poultry is a really good one. Choosing more whole grains. Soluble fiber is really important. So I emphasize a lot more whole fruits. Colorful vegetables are really important. And then sugar is a huge one too. Reducing the amount of added sugar in your diet. So looking for things that say high fructose corn syrup on labels. Other things I talk about maintaining a healthy weight, we don't really emphasize, you know, focusing on weight. If you have cardiovascular health, we really just focus more on, you know, your fat and your sugar intake and choosing things that are much more healthier. Um, also, beverages play a huge role in this too. Man, I, I people come in and they're telling me they're drinking 8 to 14 sodas a day. That's a lot of soda. You know, I typically also don't recommend juice as adults um, and choosing more milk products if we can, lean, lean meats and milk products. Women, we typically say um, less than 100 calories of added sugar a day. And then for men, we say less than 150 calories from added sugar a day. You know, a lot of beverages out there, things like lemonade, fruit drinks, energy drinks, sports drinks, and candy, they all have added sugar that we need to avoid. Other things I typically talk about are things like from the DASH diet and the Mediterranean diet. So really a big focus is on foods that are rich in magnesium, potassium, calcium, fiber, and protein. Those are really big and important. So choosing your whole grains, fish, poultry, beans, nuts, and seeds, of course, they need to be unsalted, are really, really important out there. And then being physically active for 30 minutes or more most days of the week is really important taking like a bike ride, a brisk walk are also good exercises. You know, if you're out there working, taking a break from your desk and going for like a 15 minute walk for a break is a really good thing. All right, great. What else would you like to mention today? Um, I do like to mention salt. So that's a huge thing that comes into my office. So those who have um, high blood pressure and those who are on, have congestive heart failure, we really talk about limiting your salt intake. So a lot of times people will say, well, I'm on like this Himalayan pink salt or I'm using sea salt. You know, is that much better than a table salt? No. You know, one teaspoon of table salt has got the same amount of sodium as your regular salt. So really trying to avoid salt in general if you can. Really trying to, you know, avoid foods that have extra salt on them that you can see. So things like chips and crackers and purchasing things that have like no salt added, low sodium are good options. Limiting those instant and processed foods that we eat, such as instant hot cereals, lunch meat, hot dogs, sliced cheeses, frozen meals, canned soup, 
boxes or other canned foods, trying to go more towards like a whole food-based diet if we can. Again, plant-forward is very important, trying to get more plant-based. I you know, haven't met anyone that eats enough plants um, mm-hmm. in my office, of course. Limiting those foods that have really high um, sodium content, so things that are smoked, cured, pickled, things like ham, bacon, pickle, sauerkraut. We try and avoid things like that. Biggest seasoning I recommend is like Mrs. Dash, garlic powder, onion powder, and then any of your herbs are really good. Basil and oregano. You know, I worked in our kitchen this past Saturday, and I made a, a Greek chickpea pasta salad for our cafe, and I used oregano, and I used an oil-based dressing instead of a creamy dressing to have, you know, more heart-healthy fats and less sodium. You know, the recipe called for sodium salt, and I didn't add it. You know, if you boil any noodles too, you don't need to add salt to your water. Don't need to do that at all. Good to know. Yes. Um, other things I talk about, you know, looking for low-sodium things in the store, something like boar's head lunch meat is a good choice, a good option. You know, vegetables, things that say low-sodium, no salt added. You know, choosing things more like a fresh potato compared to an au gratin or an instant mashed potato or a scallop potato from a box is going to be more important to chew. If you do any frozen entrees, I typically say stick with 500 milligrams of sodium or less per serving. Your frozen dinners, 600 milligrams of sodium or less. And then any of your soups and broth, stick with 420 milligrams or less of sodium. Very important to do, like, you know, if you're going to make a soup at home or use a broth at home, they do have low-sodium options, which are very important to use and much healthier in general. Also, things like condiment seasoning, man, that can really add up. So things like bouillon, mustard, dill, pickle, salt, sweet pickle relish, ketchup, Barbecue sauce, Worcestershire sauce, like those things really add up in your diet too. Those have a lot of salt, sodium, and we really want to use condiments sparingly. Condiments should just be used for, you know, and a little bit of an addition on top of your already prepared meal. All right. I think that's all I have for today. All right. Well, thank you, Sarah. We appreciate it. And uh, anything else you want to mention at all or... Um, if you are interested in like a nutrition or a dietitian appointment, I have um, slots available in my office. So what you would do is you would get a referral to from your primary care provider. They'd send that my way, and then our central scheduling department would give you a call. Um, I work right here at the hospital, OSF St. Luke Healthcare Medical Center, so he, here in Kiwani. So if you are interested in talking with me about, maybe about your diet and how to get maybe a little bit healthier on a health kick this year or interested in more of a plant-based, plant-forward diet, come, come speak with me. I'm available. All right. And Samantha, anything else you want to add? No, I think that's it. All right. Well, thank you very much. All right. Thanks, Sean. Thank You're you. You're listening to Wake Up Tri-Counties live from our Save-A-Lot studio.